Good morning and welcome to another Youth Senate podcast. Rick Gorman, the director of the North End of the Youth Center here. We're on Thursday today and we're very excited to have our latest guest, uh, Pat Roberts, uh, the mother of Tim Roberts. And we're going to be talking about uh, the legacy of Tim Roberts, what he meant to obviously our community, uh, our youth center, and some of the lasting things that um, the community, the Roberts family, and the youth center are doing to help keep uh, Tim's memory alive. So Pat, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Pat, since the passing um, of Tim, and it's been 13 years, this, this August will be 13 years that we lost Tim. Um, at obviously a very young age. Since the passing of Tim, uh, the initiatives that you have done through the Railing the Dream, um, you've put a lot of things in place to raise money uh, to help with cancer research. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what is the Railing the Dream and how it all got started and some of the things you've done with it? So Railing in a Dream was really Tim's idea when he was sick. Um, as he progressed through his illness, we found that there was very little offered in the young adult cancer community. Um, there was no make-a-wish type thing. There was no support groups. Uh, their chemo treatments were given in rooms with 60 and 70-year-olds, and he, he was 21. Um, so it was his wish, idea, to do something to change that when he when he got better. He, he never, ever believed that he wouldn't get better. Um, so... We have carried on his wish, and we are the caretakers of his wish. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about, I, I know we at the Youth Center here hosted uh, one of the first events um, probably about 12 years ago now, and that was uh, the Tim Roberts um, Wiffle Ball Tournament. We held it here on the site of the Youth Center. Uh, tell us a little bit about what some of those events have been like. Uh, you've had a variety of different things, um, and in the same breath, um, the the community that you're working with in terms of raising money for cancer research, if you can talk a little bit about that. So Really in a Dream has put on about 30 events since Tim's passing. We have done fishing derbies, Bassman's Ball, um, in the Tourney for Tim Wiffle Ball Tournament that, like you said, was actually started by Tim's friends just before he passed. Uh, the Really in a Dream Fund has raised close to a half a million dollars, uh, which is all earmarked to helping young adults uh, with cancer. Uh, as this community, like I said, is a very overlooked group. They are too old for pediatric programs, and they're too young for the true adult uh, cancer programs. This includes being part of clinical trials, so progress has been very slow with advancing cancer treatments for this group. Um, Tim has really helped to put young adult cancer on the map because he recognized the downfalls 14 years ago when he was being treated. Um, like I said, he was sitting in a treatment room with 60 and 70 year olds, and he was 21. Um, we found he was too old for Make-A-Wish. He wanted so badly to meet Dave Matthews. Uh, that was his music idol. Uh, the age cutoff was 18. There was literally nothing for his age group. Um, so he kept saying he wanted to change that. We provide support services, um, workshops, fun activities such as paddle boarding, weekends away from cancer, gift cards to cover every day, living expenses, whatever they're having difficulty with. This was Tim's wish, and uh, we're the caretakers of that wish, like I said. Truly amazing. Half a million dollars over the last number of years that your family has, has helped raise and to keep t uh, Tim's memory alive with that. 
most people don't know, even people that work here at the youth center. Tim was one of my former part-time employees here. Uh, while he was in high school, he um, volunteered and then actually was a part-time employee uh, working in our, particularly our weight room. Tim was a, a big, strong kid with a, a great smile, and he had an amazing ability to just connect with our young kids here at the youth center. And um, that's basically when he, he ended up obviously being diagnosed. And, um, you know, Tim just, as, as you said earlier, never thought this was going to take his life. He was going to fight and he was going to do it. He, uh, he was amazing to be around here during that period of time. Um, tell us a little bit about, and I, I know this is tough, but a little bit about just that, that long fight that he had before we lost him. Well, Tim's... First, let me say that most people don't know that, that, but I'm an endoscopy nurse, so my job is to diagnose GI gastrointestinal cancer. So Tim actually came to my department at work uh, because he was having some pain in his, you know, his, his stomach. He was taking Advil for headaches, so I thought, you know, he just had some gastritis or inflammation in his stomach from that, and it was very traumatic when we found out that it was esophageal cancer. You know, my staff was very traumatized, the physicians, myself. Um, so from that point on, it was a year of really a whirlwind. It was, things happened so fast that even as a nurse, you, you didn't have time to process it. Um, you know, he went straight to chemo and then he had his whole esophagus removed. Um, then went back to chemo. He had radiation that burned his whole esophagus and ended up in the hospital for that. And um, next thing we knew, he was had had spread everywhere, and he was gone. I mean, it was so fast. It was so fast. Um, when Tim passed, um, a number of people that were working for me at that point in time, uh, Tim was their friend. Um, I was just telling you off off air that you know, obviously, we're at the point now that most of my staff now don't actually remember Tim Roberts in terms of a personal relationship, but they do remember him because we started a, a wall here called the Tim Roberts Wall, and uh, quite frankly, it wasn't the most artistic wall. We had some pictures of Tim. Uh, we had some sayings of Tim, and it was, you know, my staff's way of keeping Tim Roberts alive um, to the kids who were coming to the youth center because he was such a, a big part of that. Um, and then over the years with, um, you know, the fundraising that you guys were doing, we wanted to kind of, you know, amp it up a little bit. And um, I never knew that your husband was an artist. Um, and Kelly Ray, who's my director down at the Stevens Pond, we were talking one day about Tim and the memory of Tim. And, and uh, she basically told me that. And I'm like, we should probably get in touch with Mr. Roberts to to maybe do a mural that can make this a lifelong, everlasting memory of, of, of Tim up here on the second floor. Um, and uh, we approached him, and your, your husband's a very humble guy. He's very quiet. Um, but we talked about the idea, and I wasn't trying to put pressure on him or, or yourself, but the concept arose from there. Uh, what was your husband and yours take on when we first approached you about um, doing an actual mural? The idea to do the mural was a little scary at first because he had never done one before. Well, he had done like a small Winnie the Pooh mural on the wall when Timmy was a baby, but that was the extent of what he had ever done. He'd, everything had been done on canvas, um, and he doesn't call himself an artist. He calls himself a hacker. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but once we got going, I think young Tim led us in the direction he wanted us to go. We, we wanted the mural to tell Tim's story and what he loved in life. Sometimes those that loved him get stuck in his death because we were so close to it and we're so, still so saddened by it. Um, but you have to take a step back and remember that this was a kid that loved life, that this was a kid who was just like every other kid who had a very sad thing happen to him. We purposely painted him off a picture when he was like middle school age because we wanted him to be relatable to the kids here, um, that they could look at him and see that he was a kid just like, just like them. Um, and it was probably one of our favorite pictures because he had the biggest, proudest smile on his face with a big catch. Um, when you look at the mural, you'll see the details of how he loved fishing, which is the most obvious thing when you look at the mural. But he also loved music, high school track, his dog Cinnamon, um, and his charity, which I know he would be very proud of. Um, Alex Bryan was awesome in helping us to lay it out and lending his talent also. Um, so we hope people will look at it and see everything that Tim loved. And if you didn't know him before, the, you'll, you'll leave knowing him a little bit better. Absolutely. We'll talk a little bit later about um, the big event on, on this Sunday. Uh, you talked a little bit about, um, obviously, when, when Tim was diagnosed and obviously the rough road that he had ahead of him. Prior to him being diagnosed, um, I obviously had the ability to know him and, and love him. Uh, who was Tim before he was being known as obviously being diagnosed and having to deal, obviously, with this incredibly difficult challenge ahead of him? Who was he before that? So Tim was a 2002 graduate of the high school. He went on to UMass to study fishery and wildlife, shocker. Um, he was really your average kid who loved fishing, music, playing basketball here at the youth center, his friends, his family. He was a very funny kid who loved to imitate Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he had his own lingo. You know, everybody was greeted with a yo, and, you know, his no expressions still make us laugh today when we talk about it. Um, even as a small child, he was never intimidated by adults. He loved adult company. Um, he thought nothing of hanging with teachers after school or with his favorite track coach. Once you were in his circle of friends, you were there forever. Uh, through his illness, which, like we said, only lasted exactly one year before it took him, he never ever gave up or wallowed in the why me. Never did we he hear him complain or say, why did this happen to me? We, we said it, you know, but he, he never did. He remained so polite and so gracious through the whole thing. Um, even the medical staff just adored him. Um, he n never believed he wouldn't beat the cancer. He went on from being what we thought at as an average kid to an incredible kid, really. Um, even as he was so sick, his thoughts were on how he could make things better for others. He had so much compassion for other people. It, um, he truly did. His compassion was very evident in the time he was here as both a member of the youth center and as an employee. We have had the opportunity over um, the last number of years since Tim's passing um, to honor him in a couple of ways. We talked about Tim Roberts' wall, uh, but we had two other areas that we wanted to honor him. And um, every summer we run the Joseph Walsh Summer League, named after Joe Walsh, 
one of my mentors and one of the great people of North Andover uh, football stadiums named after him. Um, but during that, we obviously give out awards at the end, and it's your typical offensive player, defensive player, most valuable player. And then it's the Tim Roberts uh, Memorial Sportsmanship Award because of how Tim really carried himself. And we spend a lot of time choosing who those kids should be, and they're all special kids that I know that Tim would be very proud of. The second one, and probably my favorite, is at Youth Appreciation Day every year, we, uh, we present the Tim Roberts Memorial Award, and there's a criteria that kids have to be nominated for it. And this year, we were so humbled and happy to have you and your husband come and present the award um, to a very special young lady. Um, and uh, I get emotional talking about it at Youth Appreciation Day. It's because, um, you know, obviously Tim meant a lot to me. Um, again, I think we went a few years with you without your family knowing that we were really even doing these things quietly for Tim. But your thoughts on that? I think it's awesome that that the Youth Center is doing this. The One of the most important things to us is keeping Timmy's memory alive. No parent who has lost a child ever wants to feel that their child has been forgotten. You don't want them to become just a name with no face or life story, or sometimes to even lose their name, you know, and it, and it happens. The Youth Center Award in Tim's memory brings his memory and story to a whole new generation. Uh, once you get out of maybe a five-year period, you lose the peer group and those and those that knew him, so then it becomes difficult to maintain that that memory. Um, I can't even tell you how much we appreciate those that make an effort to remember him. It doesn't get any better from a parent's view to, than to have a sportsmanship and a volunteer award in his honor. That that, that to me is means so much more than offensive, defensive, anything. It's it's about character and absolutely, and he epitomized that. Um, coming here today, I read the Eagle Tribune, and last night the, the North End of the Public School does a wonderful job. Uh, Chet Jackson and his whole crew up there put on uh, the scholarship show every year where all of our kids um, get their honored scholarships from a variety of different organizations and foundations and uh, volunteer groups in the community, and, and both you and your husband um, I saw on social media presented last night uh, the Tim Roberts Award. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So we've given out um, two scholarships every year since Timmy passed uh, to, to, to a male and a female track uh, athlete. Um, sometimes we feel like a lot of the athletic scholarships go to baseball, so, you know, the, the usual and track kind of gets left out, and that was Timmy's big sport. So we've made it a point every year to recognize those kids. Um, so we kind of raise the money through... Uh, Timmy's events, we always earmarked a little bit of the money to go to the scholarship so that we could give back to the town uh, that has so support, supported us uh, through all our events. None of them would be successful w without the town of North Andover. They have been unbelievable. Um, you know, we're just a small grassroots group trying to raise money and to raise over half a million is is really a tribute to the, to the town of North Andover, so. It is an amazing community. I mean, this is my 30th year here, and I'm always impressed with how North Andover steps up to the plate um, on everything, every cause. 
uh, we truly take care of our own here. And this is just another example. Still can't believe half a million dollars that Raylene the Dream has raised. Um, we, we brought the concept to the mural. Um, it was basically in the wintertime, um, January, we started to see Mr. Roberts here. And um, quite frankly, Mr. Roberts became one of our staff members. We saw him here almost every day, Monday through Friday. He'd come around 9 o'clock in the morning and have wrap up around 11.30 or 12 o'clock. Um, and he's put this beautiful mural together that we're going to be talking a little bit more about. But um, he became family for us. What was it like uh, for Mr. Mr. Roberts to actually do this labor of love for his son in this mural? I, I think it's been really one of the best things for him. He... You know, he has, comes in every day. He, he really has something to focus on, and it has been really a labor of love for him. I mean, every detail is it has to be perfect, and, you know, he wants the whole thing about Timmy to be perfect, and um, it, it's been an incredible experience for him, I think. It, we, uh, we're going to miss him being here. We already told him yesterday <laughs> that we got to find another project for him because, um, you know, I'm amazed... Um, uh, Justin, one of my staff members, you had a great um, line. He says, um, I got to know Tim Roberts through his father's mural. And uh, I think that's pretty powerful of what um, this actually shows. Can you tell without giving too much detail, because we are having our public showing on June 10th, uh, what would someone see in that mural? Well, like I said before, uh, our hope is that they would get to know a little bit about Timmy, who he was and what he loved in life and um, we want it to be about his life. We don't want to focus on his death. We want to focus on his life because that's what's important. He, you know, he loved life, and I think the mural reflects everything he loved about life. We tried to get it all in there. Yeah, and he, you, um, your husband had some help. We had the, um, her name mistakes me, but the uh, art teacher down at the middle school was Sarah, here. Sarah Tompkins. Sarah Tompkins, wonderful artist in her own right, uh, was up here, did a little bit of touching. And then, obviously, um, one of my all-time favorites, Alex Bryan, who has done a number of the murals here at the Youth Center. Alex uh, grew up at the Youth Center, and uh, is just a talented artist. Um, He's been involved, as I said, with some of the murals here. Probably his best claim to fame is on our first floor. Um, kind of commissioned him to do a mural for all the kids that we've lost here in North Andover uh, since we started the youth services. And I was telling your husband the other day, we've lost over 30 mm. young people in the last 30 years. Um, you know, some obviously to illness, to accidents, to drug addiction um, and Alex came with a concept I, I didn't tell him what I wanted I wanted him to tell us what we needed to do and it's it's an amazing mural on the first floor and hopefully you know when people come on Sunday to see Tim's maybe they'll take a walk downstairs and also see Alex's tribute to all of the young people we've lost but um, this Sunday we're going to be having a public viewing um, and we ask uh, anyone in the community that wants to come up. Uh, the youth center is obviously closed, but we will have people escorted up to the second floor. Can you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about uh, what you're hoping that day and just, again, the times and just make sure we're all on the same page? So the times are 1 to 3 p.m. On, on this Sunday, June 10th. And our hope is just to for people to come in and look at the mural and see our son and see what a 
great labor of love it was for uh, his father to do this um, along with Alex. Um, just on a, on a side note with Alex, you know, since we lost him, I've really come to believe that people come into your life for a reason. And Alex went to school with Amy, so I kind of knew him a little bit um, from that. Um, but he renovated our kitchen last summer, and we got to know him through that, and that's how this whole thing came about with him um, helping Tim and do conversation with them. So thing, things happen for a reason. There's no doubt about it. Um, but we would just like people just to come by and see it and um, enjoy it. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, for people coming on Sunday, uh, we will have uh, our front desk staff. They will direct you up the front stairwell or the elevator if you cannot take the stairs. Um, we want you to come in that direction because, as I told Mr. Roberts, as this was evolving, uh, one of the most special things for us was walking up the stairs each morning and seeing how the, the mural evolved. And you see it as you come up the stairs. You see it from a distance and you immediately catch the eye and you want to get closer to see the mural. Uh, obviously, the kids that have been at the youth center here every day have seen it evolve in itself, but for people that haven't, it's, it's gonna be an awesome opportunity to come by and, and see the great work done by Mr. Roberts as well as um, others that have helped uh, make this happen. And this will be our, our living uh, tribute to uh, Tim and keeping his memory alive with obviously all the other things that that we have um, tried to do here of keeping Tim Roberts and I know Tim is going to be looking down on on everybody especially his parents who have just put such a labor and love on this um, as we t start to wrap up the podcast uh, try to give our guests kind of almost the final word anything you'd like to say to either the community or to people or even to Tim on your final words I guess I would just want to express a sincere thanks to the community um, because our son has been remembered um, and it really is so very important to us and our family um, so we just say thank you so very much well we appreciate it I, I cannot even imagine the pain of, of losing a child as you know you know my one my son um, and I have uh, two children and could never it'd be hard to actually lose them as any parent and you guys are so strong in, in handling this and and I know it every day it doesn't get really easier it's um, there's ways to obviously cope and um, I'm, I'm really glad that Mr. Roberts you know had an opportunity to um, work during the day on this and it was obviously a labor of love for him and and I do think it was therapeutic for him in, in many ways also very so therapeutic Again, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Rick. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, next week's guest is uh, middle school assistant principal Cheryl Romando. Uh, Cheryl and I are going to be talking a little bit about the changing or the evolving of the middle school student. Cheryl and I have worked together for over 20 years. Um, so we've seen a lot of changes within kids at the middle school and some of the things that the middle school is doing. Um, talking about not just maybe challenging kids, but also kids that are just doing great stuff down at the middle school. And um, we're looking forward to that conversation. So that'll be uh, next Friday. We'll have Cheryl Romando on there. And as we always say with it, the conclusion of every, all of our podcasts, uh, we live by a motto here at the Youth Center. Too much passion is not enough passion.